computer crazy award because <laughs> my, my roller coaster tycoon roller coaster tycoon boss me hey roaches i'm todd tondera and welcome to my audio thrifting diary i scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts useful unusuals trendy trinkets cool collectibles and good garbage each week for the show i take a guest secondhand shopping after we gather a thrift haul, we record an episode based on our findings. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Welcome everybody to another edition of Thrifty Secondhand Shopping for Worm People. I'm your host, Toddy, and this evening, the first ever Thrifty Hall of Famer, the best co-host in the world, makes a return Josh Last Call Larkin. Brother, Thrifty officially has 100 episodes in the books. What's up? Happy Centennial, brother. Mm-hmm. And we... The early days of the podcast, we have episodes that we recorded together that never saw the light of day, or they saw the light of day, and then I deleted them out of embarrassment of myself. We refer to those as the warm lion head days. <laughs> yeah, We've so matured, though. Now we're sitting around drinking coffee, eating little smokies. It's a very refined chartreuserie in a bag. Well, the, Charcuterie. the, uh, the uh, snacks that I got were from a food outlet. A straight up food outlet so we go to the goodwill outlet for thrifted things i went to a food outlet and i don't drink coffee i have a gas monkey energy drink that i also got three for a dollar on the ground i like that you didn't take the sticker off the top of it and just kept on going you couldn't even be bothered you needed the energy that badly well sure i absolutely do and with gas monkey um and the the energy drink it's a tropical energy drink and i'd never heard of it but it says, get you some of that gas monkey. So I got three of them, and I've done all three. Tough night. Only only $1, though, because it was an absolute steal. Yeah, and today was kind of like an old-school feel, too, because because of where we used to work. We used to work together. We'd thrift, the work together, and then record. Today, um, I gave you a good old wake-up call because we went out thrifting early, so we've been with each other for about 11 hours so far today. Yeah, and technically <laughs> you were with me for like 20 minutes longer than I've been with you because I was still asleep when you arrived at my house. Yeah, um, and you got to be a, a Brick Body Kids for the day too could because uh, Shane and I went out this morning, and so you were on um, the, the early, early run. So I was like... I, I don't want to knock on your door to wake you up because I'm like, I'm not trying to, cause I don't want, I wanted you, obviously I wanted you awake, but like, I didn't want like a max dog, dog bark wake. Yeah. The dog bark wake up is an abrupt wake up. I wasn't uh, trying to do that to you. I don't have any weapons in my house. I'm not, you know, like yeah. that person. But so. who wants to like get w woken up by a, like that? Good morning. <laughs> It's really casual because I sleep naked. And I'm like, well, I gotta let him wait for another two minutes after I've woken up until I find <laughs> some, even get out of until here. I find some fucking pants to put on to go downstairs. Yeah, so I just I wait and you know I I apologize for, it, but I thought we would go out early. Yeah, and like you know get the best stuff. Mm -hmm. We got okay stuff. Yeah, like sometimes we do okay. Today we did fine. Or Not like the best. Karma will come around for a banger of a haul for the 100th episode, but it doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't. So, yeah, so probably in reality, there's probably like 107 um, that have been done. And then I had just realized on iTunes, I was like, oh, I guess we should say that. Some of, <laughs> some of those episodes are day-old bagels. We're like, yeah, somebody <laughs> might like these, but the vast majority don't want them. 
But if this is your first episode, thank you for listening. And there's a hundred other ones out there. So subscribe on iTunes. Give us some five-star reviews for the love of God. <laughs> for the love of God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the four stars with the, the lovely comments, very much appreciated. If you got a one star, if there's too much cursing, I don't think we've gotten into it. So there's going to be cursing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we went out today. We, we got a thrift haul. And as a part of the thrift haul, Josh had an idea for a game, and I think it's going to turn out pretty okay. So, as everybody knows, um, we go thrifting, and today in the Goodwill Outlet bins, we came across old sports cards. Now, when I was growing up, and also when Josh was growing up, sports cards were, as we were talking about, they were a pretty popular thing. So, even if you weren't, like, big into every sport... Everybody had, like, sports cards, so they meant something at the time. It was a hot commodity, and, like, good cards would go for, I mean, really good money. I never had a card that went worth, like, hundreds. But sure, they existed. Had a couple cards. I mean, I mean, we still have some very old football cards, but we had some, you know, like, $20, $30 cards. You could mm-hmm. get on the regular yeah. if you really hustled. And my brothers and I opened up a card shop in our basement in our house in Michigan. Okay. Um, uh, okay. Because we would always... Have I heard about this before? I don't know if you've heard about this. Okay. This was the very first hustle in my entire life. Cool. And I lived in cool. Michigan from the age of like 86 to 92. Like, so that era of my mm-hmm. life. Um, and my brothers are three years older than I stacked up. Uh, mm-hmm. So my oldest brother is six years older. And we opened up this card shop in the basement where we would buy cards while we were out with my, our mom. Uh, all the same pack. And then we would take out the good cards. And then we would put cards back into the pack and seal them back up with a very small piece of clear scotch so tape. So would you take the good ones out? We would take the good ones out, fill the pack with the other scrap cards. So out of like two out of the three packs we got, we could then resell two of the packs to neighborhood kids. Whoa. And then go buy more packs. And then continue the hustle. And all it cost us was that little bit of investment and the scotch tape. Wow. And we were always very careful. You could you could just go right along that back seam, open it up, and then get everything out, and then slide them back in. So there really was no cops there. Uh, <laughs> or nobody snitched. I mean, yeah. Or no, our, did anybody ever find out? No, nobody ever found out. We got away with that scot-free. Until now. I mean, I'm pretty <laughs> I sure. Think I'm, pretty I'm pretty sure the statute of limitations is up on it. Yeah, uh, and it's another state. I know we're not going to win best podcast in Michigan ever. No, no, that would be cool though. That would be cool to win best podcast in Michigan. It would, but that's how I grew that's up. That's like, not valid. Shit hole there. So yeah, so that that's pretty cool. I myself, I didn't have a a legal business yet. I that would. That would come later. <laughs> it was the first. I was like, yeah. Um, but I had a, like a local hobby shop close by. Well, not it wasn't close by, but I would just walk everywhere as a kid. I just walk literally towns over to work. Um, one of my first jobs was at a Subway sandwich shop. And I would walk from my town to the next and it would take me over an hour. But that's not that's another day. But I had a um if we talk about where the Subway restaurant was and where my house was, the hobby shop was like in between. So it was like, it was like, yeah, like 40, along the way. Yeah. Yeah. 40, it would be like a 40 minute walk. And, um, so I would buy single cards. I wouldn't buy boxes. I wouldn't, I would just buy flex pieces. Like that's all for some reason, like my eighth grade run of having cards was just buying flex pieces. And I'm not sure what that meant. Was that the single, like, the glass case? Yeah. Yeah, like, in the, it comes and they'll throw in the plastic mm-hmm. protector for you. It, it was interesting because, like, there's not other things in my life that, like, I went that direction. But, like, I was literally trying to buy flex pieces. And, of course, I was broke. My family was broke. And so I didn't have very many. But after so long, I got enough, and then what you do is you trade the one flex piece for, like, four minor flex pieces, like, and do that. So, to this day, somewhere at my sister's house, there's a big, we're talking fat, red binder that says, uh, football players, best stars, and best is all caps, and then a smiley face. 
and it's just like a binder full of what you could assume to be the Jacksonville Jaguar studs of the time. Steelers, like I had a Steve McNair card that was pretty cool, Cordell Stewart, stuff like that, so... Yeah, cards were hot. Did you have any of the ones that were so valuable? You went the extra mile and did the extra thick plastic one with the screws in it? Yes and no. Uh, Long answer, no. Short answer, yes. So I did have pretty okay cards, but not to that level. So I, with my pretty good ones, I would put them in the case and screw them. And so, yes, I did have those types, but they weren't what should have been in there well and that was we all had our favorites that even if they weren't like the most valuable card or yeah. you know the the best player something you could latch onto. i remember there was a basketball series of cards that were these crazy like futuristic illustrations okay like okay uh, and carl the mailman malone's card was him jumping over like these robot dogs with a mailbag on his shoulder to dunk the ball okay so little character pieces yeah and like there was a larry bird one and a jordan one because it was the best era of basketball Mm -hmm. um and but i really love those cards they weren't worth anything because we all collected those cards so they were hot for like five years and then, as we'll find out, maybe not worth so much now. Yeah, and so those cards that we're talking about, we didn't find a single, to my knowledge, single one of those cards today. <laughs> I thought we did for a second, but, but maybe not. Just somebody eager on eBay. So the game that Josh thought of is from our card haul today. We got like a box of cards, and then we just took like a stack full of what we, you know, quote unquote, the best ones of the stack, and then passed the other ones back. So what we have each are four cards from that stack and we have the details on them and how much they're worth so what we wanted to do with this is present four prices and then four cards each and try to match the prices with the cards and go back and forth and again we didn't find good ones so i tried to pick out the worst ones because we weren't going to do best so i wanted to pick out the worst selling ones so i'll go first with my four prices um do you want lowest to highest you want lowest to highest price or highest to lowest um give me lowest to highest okay so all of these were sold i'm gonna jot these down yeah jot them down So all of these were sold prices for these four cards. You just have to tell me which card to which price. These are all sold prices. 16 cents. 99 cents. 25 cents. And now I do realize that 25 is below 99. I know that. It was a mistake. This is what happens when I take notes. One dollar. So again, 16 cents, 25 cents, 99 cents, and a dollar. So these are all sold prices for the four cards. You just have to assign the card to the price. All right. Okay, so first one we're going to take a look at here. Um, Yeah, we'll start here. Get that nice card noise. All right, so this is... Yeah, um, grab, grab your bike and run them through the spokes. Yeah, put them in the spokes. Put these cards in the spokes and get that noise. So this is a baseball card from 1997. This is Brian Giles, former Pittsburgh Pirate great. But this is Brian Giles' rookie card when he played in uh, for the baseball team in Cleveland. And it's Collector's Choice. So the brand is Collector's Choice. The man is Brian Giles. The, the The card is sports. And Brian Giles was a home run hitting outfielder. And he uh, later became a pretty prominent name of the terrible professional baseball team, the Pittsburgh Pirates. I'm already inclined to think maybe that's the 16-cent one because I don't know if I've ever heard of that brand. It sounds like collector's choice. Yeah, it sounds like one of those gas station giveaway brands that mm-hmm. were really popular in the '90s. Well, I will say, there's at least one more collector's choice card on the map here. We had a whole thing from Exxon. 
Yeah, yeah, we had an old, we had maybe a sports card, late 90s sports card uh, Exxon dump, maybe we found. Okay, so the next card here is Randy Johnson, the baseball pitcher uh, at the time for the Seattle Mariners. This is also a collector's choice card from 1997. Randy Johnson was a big as F left-handed pitcher that would just blow a ball by you, and he looked like straight up my Uncle Craig. Yeah, he looks <laughs> like like a big cowboy pitcher. Yeah, yeah, and he was, the, yeah, the big unit, Randy Johnson. So what we have so much it, so far is Brian Giles' rookie card from 97, baseball, at Randy Johnson, Seattle Mariners, baseball, also from 97. Was that the year he killed the bird, or that was later? Oh, Randy Johnson, in his professional baseball pr- career, pitched a ball, and a bird got into the way somehow, and the bird exploded. Nothing but feathers. Like, I don't, where was the meat of that bird? Uh, I don't, not in the catcher's mitt. Like, yeah, so he threw a fastball. And a bird flew in somehow in the way. That was later because that's when he played for the Arizona Diamondbacks. At the time in of this card, he was in the, it's the Seattle Mariners. So, But that was wild. Look that up on YouTube. Um, the next one is actually a hometown favorite of mine. And that's why I picked it. And in fact, there are like no football players from my hometown um, – Aside from uh, the legendary running back, Curtis Martin, right here, what we have from McKeesport, Pennsylvania, Mike Logan. I wrote that one down before you even said it. I knew where that was going. Mike Logan. And Mike Logan uh, went to uh, West Virginia College. But, yeah, even on the back of his very own sports card, it says my hometown, which is cool. And Mike Logan was drafted by the Jaguars and then later played for the Steelers. So he's a good guy to me. Yeah, they sent him off. They were like, you know what, we'll take you. And then they were like, you know what, why don't you go back home? And he was a football player, and he played safety. And for those folks who aren't football uh, player fans, um, the safety position is basically like – the outfield and if you don't know what the outfield is it means far away from the play you're basically the football goalie yes you stand everybody all the knows way back the idea and, of the goalie yeah you stand all the way back and pick daisies like you're the last person yeah you're the last line of defense if the offense who's driving with the football is trying to score you're that so mike logan 1997 rookie uh, SB series. He was a second round pick. So what we have so far, we have Brian Giles, baseball, Brandy Johnson, baseball, Mike Logan, football. And the last one is a card actually from 1993. So it's the oldest of all four cards. And it's a base, a basketball player, Alonzo Mourning. And this is from the Topps Black Gold series. So. Black Gold. And Alonzo Mourning... He wore two wristbands on each arm, and he was just a big dude who would slam town the ball through the hoop any chance he got. And this uh, particular year, he played for the Charlotte Hornets. And I'll tell you what, I'm not going to go over the stats because stats are sometimes meaningless, but his stats are very good, says the back of the card. So what we have again Brian Giles, baseball, Randy Johnson, baseball, Mike Logan, football, Alonzo Mourning, basketball. And the four prices that you would have to assign to these folks, 16 cents, 25 cents, 99 cents, $1. That's 25. I wrote down 20, but I don't think it makes much of a difference. Um, I think I've got my guesses, but I'd like to take a look at the cards. Oh, yeah, you could take a look at the cards. If there's anything. See what you could see. What yeah. do you see in the card that you may have not seen had I not shown them to you? I know I saw <laughs> like these. That, the Randy Johnson is shiny. Yeah, and it's the big show with Dan Patrick and Keith Olbermann yeah. on it. So the most expensive card out of those four is a buck. And the least expensive one is 16 cents. 16 oh, the collector's choice are the upper deck cards. Okay. okay. Um, 
I think I may have two of these flipped, but I, I'm going to stay solid in my initial gut reaction. Okay, start from lowest to highest. Okay, lowest is Mike Logan. Okay. Um, so, Mike Logan you have for 16 cents. Yeah, I have okay. the Mike Logan as 16 cents. Um, gotcha. I have our buddy Brian Giles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's BSG uh, as the 25 center. Okay. Uh, the Big Hurt comes in at 99 cents okay one for every inch that he is tall Mm -hmm. uh and zo uh as the black and gold card a little extra detail i think that earns him that's the dollar i think that earns him the extra penny okay so quickly read those off again so i could take tabs (laughs) okay so mike logan at 16 cents okay bsg coming in at a quarter Mm -hmm. the big hurt at 99 and Zoe is a dollar. Is a dollar. Okay. So I will tell you, you have two of them correct. Before you tell me, do I have BSG and Randy Johnson flipped? Yep. Yeah. Yep. That was the yeah. change I was going to make, and I didn't So you make. almost did it. So Brian Giles, 16 cents. Mike Logan, 25 cents. Randy Johnson, ninety-nine cents, and Big Alonzo Morning, one dollar. Okay, so I had my top two. I had Logan and and Giles backwards. Yeah. Okay, I thought I had Giles and Johnson. I thought Giles might have, because yeah. that was a really nice looking card. So yeah. maybe somebody paid a dollar for it. But either way, they're worthless. All of them are worthless. A hundred percent. That Mike Logan card was bought by somebody in Pittsburgh. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So you didn't do bad, though. That's two out of four. And I think that's a pretty okay ratio. If that was a, I mean, two out of four, you guess, would be a 50%, but it's failing. But a game like this, that's a B. That's a B rating. I'll take it. I mean, if I just switched those, I'd only had one. Yeah. You know, we've got another. It's not really a competitive. No, because I'm going to get all four wrong. Yeah. I was just setting you up to say your mark is high. So if I don't get it right. I'm not going to feel too bad about myself. <laughs> well, see, once you get one of these wrong, you immediately get another one wrong. Yeah. So. Well, we might have another situation where I lose my temper. <laughs> I uh, smashed a potato chip bag today playing golf. Tortilla, to be fair to the tortillas. I was playing Hot Shots Golf with uh, Shane Becker of uh, Brick Body Kids. And uh, Shane, I was defeating Shane um, pretty bad. And unfortunately, I lost my I lost my cool. And um, something known is it's hard for me to lose my cool. But when I lose my cool, a lot of a lot of bad stuff happens. A lot of dark stuff happens. It, it's usually video game related, though, unfortunately. Sure. And it's like it no- doesn't really show up too many other places. I don't want to pass judgment. Yeah, but they're usually lame video games too. <laughs> like, Did I lose that? I mean, it's a golf game from 20 years ago, and yeah. you're like, ah. So I uh, the so chips weren't good though. There was no loss for I, the chip lovers out there. So yeah. So what I in one motion, I um in one motion, I did a bad shot, which put me behind Shane. And in one motion, I picked up a chip bag in my right hand and slammed it into a wooden floor into my wooden floor, to a to a pot. It, it, there's popped. It 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 scared everyone in the goddamn room. Shane nearly <laughs> fell out of his chair. And so I smashed I smashed uh, tortilla chips today into my floor in acute anger. <laughs> they were a twist of lime, and yeah, you hit him with a twist of rage. And you know what? I'll I'll be honest about this. We talked about the chips beforehand before that incident. Um, I said I didn't like the chips, so I think I would have taken better care of them if I appreciated them. You, if they were chips you enjoyed, they would still be alive. I yeah, exactly. Like things I appreciate, I kind of you know. They were no loss. All three of us agreed they weren't worth. None of us. So were I gonna... took it out on them. Yeah, I mean, somebody... I smashed the chips into my goddamn floorboards because yeah. why not? Yeah, nobody was gonna eat them. No. Okay, so you got two out of four right. Um, you hit me with the yeah, hit me with your cards, and then no, hit me with your prices because I did prices first. Yeah, so we'll go prices here. Okay. So, uh, you want me to go lowest to highest as well? Lowest to highest. All right. So 
$2.85. Okay, so immediately all your cards are better than mine. The lowest is a 200% increase. I went with Childhood Heroes. Childhood Heroes. And I will take that Heard. back and hopefully edit it out of the episode. If any of these people are racist and I don't know about it and or have committed crimes, I disagree with. But right now on this day... <laughs> as far as I know, they're all yeah. decent people. Yeah. Uh, but so we've got two dollars eighty-five cents. Yeah. Four dollars and fifty cents. Okay. Then six dollars. Mm-hmm. And then the highest priced seven fifty. Okay. So first off, we made bank on these cards. <laughs> these are okay cards. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the pr- the four prices that you gave me were two dollars eighty-five cents. Four dollars and fifty cents, six dollars, and then seven fifty. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, cool. And I don't know if you did, but this does factor in shipping and handling, which for most of these cards is like three dollars. No, I don't think I did. That's okay. It doesn't matter. That's I, yeah, no matter. Right? They're still worth. They're <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, nobody's sending. No, a, I don't a, think I did. Nobody's you know? gonna send a, like a nineteen, a sixteen cent card in the mail for free. You no, can't, that's less than a stamp. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so I factored that into these. Mm-hmm. But anyways, mm-hmm. so to start off, we've got the Michael Jordan card, uh, which is the prettiest card of the bunch. And it's the Topps reigning scoring leader from 1994. Yeah. So this commemorates the 92-93 season where he was the scoring leader. And then we have a known dick pill user, the Big Hurt, the Frank Big Thomas. Hurt. Uh, and he's And he's been... He's been uh, parading around on radio for the, because it's the dick pill that makes it. Does it make your dick better or bigger? I mean, I know those are kind of a Venn diagram, but like, what more? Like, is it like? Because he's like, and and he's like, ladies, you'll like it too. Like, I think it's got to be a girth thing, because like, yeah. I don't think you can grow the like, big hurt. Yeah, yeah, it's the big. I mean, yeah. There's a reason they got him to sponsor, but I mm-hmm. mean, if you got that nickname to begin with, you probably don't need whatever those pills are. Sure, called. sure. But this is the Don Russ Gallery of Stars. This is the illustrated era of cards. I'm taking notes like you did on me. Uh, well, I just wrote down the prices and the who it was. I'll hand these over to okay, you as well at the end. Um, but this is from 1992. Okay. Um, very nice illustration. The cards a little beat up. So, um, Michael Jordan, Frank Thomas. Yeah, Michael Jordan, a Frank Thomas. Yeah. The next baseball player that we're going with is Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson baseball. Bo Jackson's baseball card. Baseball card. With the Chicago White Sox. Okay. Alongside the Big Hurt. Bo knows Bo. Um, that was a, a great team. Throwback to the, the 93 yeah. White Sox here. Um. But yeah, this is Bono's baseball yeah. phase from ba- Bo Jackson baseball. Okay. Um, card printed in '94, uh, number 500, right there in the middle. Okay. Okay. So 500, the five, the 500th card in the set. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think there were like 800. Sure. So it's not really. The yeah, most, like cards used to come out in thousands. Like yeah, yeah. You, there are huge sets with tons of tons of scrubs and people you had no idea who they were. Yeah. Uh, or Daryl Strawberry. <laughs> a couple of them were also Daryl Strawberry. Oh, is it Daryl Strawberry <laughs> card in the back? Yeah. No matter what year it's from, he's yeah. there. Uh, and then the last baseball card of the lot, Nolan Ryan, from 1991, the card commemorates the 1990 record breaker yeah uh and the back says nolan ryan becomes senior citizen among pitchers who have authorized or authored a no hitter Mm -hmm. which is a weird way to commemorate anything sure uh but the sixth no hitter of his career so what we have are we have three baseball and one basketball we have michael jordan frank thomas bo jackson Nolan Ryan, the four cards, and then we have four prices, which are two dollars eighty-five cents, four dollars fifty cents, six dollars and seven fifty. So I have to sign them. Now I will say straight off here, the uh, Gallery of Stars card for Frank Thomas has like Frank Thomas in pastels, like pastel chalk on the front, and the artist's name is on it as well. 
And um, so I'm thinking that could be something. Those are like I remember those cards. We tried 1992 to as many of the whole set as we could. The Wade Boggs one was great because Wade Boggs's mustache in pastel yeah. is just incredible. The Michael Jordan one I saw. And I guess this is some previous knowledge of this card. Before we taped, you had showed me the Michael Jordan card if it was signed. No, that was... wasn't the Michael Jordan card. Uh, that was a card we didn't use, which was a Ken Griffey card. Oh, no, you had showed me. You were like, oh, I almost shit myself. And then you showed me. You were like, and it was a Michael Jordan oh, card. Oh, yeah, because when I initially pulled it up to pull the price, the very first pop on eBay was $230. And it was this card but signed or no, yeah. it was just somebody on eBay asking 230 oh, so, for it. Yeah, so uh, it's nothing. No, and yeah. I had my filters wrong and I got excited. Yeah. Which is uh, my normal yeah. everyday thing. So, okay. So here we go. Bo Jackson baseball is interesting. For some reason, and I can't tell you why, I don't know. I think you're trying to spook me with this Michael Jordan. A little bit. I don't think Michael Jordan is going to be the highest one on this, but you'd think it would be. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say Bo Jackson for $2.85. No. Okay. No. No. I'm changing that immediately. <laughs> no. I'm going to go Michael Jordan is $2.85. I will then go Bo Jackson is $4.50. Then I will go Frank Thomas for six bucks, and then the most expensive card is the 1990 record breaker card, and that's what I'm basing it off of. The 1990 record breaker card, Nolan Ryan for seven fifty. So, Michael Jordan for two dollars and eighty five cents, Bo Jackson Bo Jackson four fifty, Frank Thomas six bucks, Nolan Ryan seven dollars and fifty cents. Those are my those are it. Final answer. All right. So. To begin, we started bottom from the top, but now I'm going to go top to bottom. Okay. Nolan Ryan, the most expensive card. Let's get it. Let's get it. $750 for the record-breaking Nolan Ryan That's card. fine. If I just get that one, I'm not going to be thrilled, but I'm also like I pick the most expensive. Also, you're still losing. I'm still losing. Uh, the $6 card was Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, MJ. That fancy, beautiful uh, extra bit on there. Six bucks on Six that. Six bucks. So Nolan Ryan, Michael Jordan. Okay. The Big Hurt, Don Russ. Yes. $4.50. $4.50. And you were right the first time. Bo knows yep. he's $2.85. So I had said the right answer. And then quickly pulled out. I knew you were. I was like, "Oh, he's gonna hit this. He's gonna oh, nail it. He's off to a great start." Oh no! Because after two eighty five, everything falls into place. You keep that. You keep Nolan Ryan. You've got a great run. But oh my god! So I had it, and then I blew it again. It's just like the Hot Shots golf game. I I don't have a potato chip bag to slam into the ground as hard as I can right now, or I would. There are those meat sticks, and they'll survive a slam. Yeah, from the uh, food outlet. We got some meat sticks, too. The and Gas Monkey Energy drinks, the meat sticks, we're all good. But I got one right, and that's Nolan Ryan. Living that Ford F-150 life over here. Mm -hmm. So we uh, let's get – there's a couple of things maybe we'll save because we're already running a bit long. So let's get so you, you wanna you wanna get into something interesting. We could get into something interesting because I'm I'm feeling there was two more things to do, but I'm gonna pick the dark one because I lost and now I'm gonna get boo boo face. So <laughs> now we all float. Yeah. Um. So we're looking at as the next thing uh, as a part of our thrift haul today that we got from the Goodwill outlet, a VHS tape from 1996. It is called. The Flood of 96. Now, the Flood of 96 was a huge flood that hit uh, western Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Ohio, West Virginia. And it's because um, the weather at the time was super snowy, super icy, and then it straight up melted too quickly. Because there was the blizzard uh, of 92. Yeah. Notoriously. And then there wasn't anymore. No. Um, and I, yeah, I'll go ahead and read the, the back of this. So this is Pittsburgh's coverage 
of the flood of 96, people in Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Ohio haven't seen anything like it since Hurricane Agnes wreaked havoc in 1972. Mother Nature brought trouble this time in the form of heavy snows in early January, followed by a quick thaw and a steady rain. On Thursday, January 18, 1996, small creeks and streams began to rise. Pittsburgh's Golden Triangle had disappeared by the wee hours of Saturday, January the 20th. Now, the Golden Triangle, Pittsburgh's Golden Triangle, our city comes to a point. Yeah, two rivers meet and they form and become one. And that's the, that we call that the point. And so the Golden Triangle was completely underwater. And people living along the Allegheny, Monongahela, and Ohio rivers found their homes, businesses, and possessions underwater. So our local TV station, KDKA, gathered so much flood video from throughout the, its, its time, some of it's heartbreaking, some of it heartwarming, and some just simply amazing. You could hear and see the scenes as KDKA brings you unforgettable images of an unforgettable weekend. The flood of 1996 hits Pittsburgh. What's the uh, what's the runtime on that? Oh, the runtime on that. That's a great question. So let's see what KDK did on the runtime. It is 45 minutes. 45 minutes. Okay, so they probably actually ran that on TV yeah. as like an hour-long thing. Yeah. And this is a weird trend in the 90s where we put tragedies on tape. Like, mm-hmm. I remember... My family videotaped the OJ trial. Ooh, uh, like the it was, Bronco chase. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, there was a V. Uh, yeah, we put a tape in for the Bronco chase, and yeah. like uh, I remember, we watched the Bronco chase live. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, pretty skip, lit. Skipped away from Power Rangers or whatever pretty was on lit. for that. Yeah, and do you remember? Because we're both wrestling fans, but do you remember that wrestling took a video of the Bronco chase? And said that it was like Goldust running from Roddy Piper, and they played it WW, WWF wrestling at the time played it on their program, played the chase, and said that was like Goldust running from Roddy Piper. Yeah, they used it uh, <laughs> to, with the uh, the Hollywood backlot brawl. Yeah, yeah like absolutely. they were like, here it is. I love that the uh, the graphic images of this are are flooded out on the colors of yeah, the, the VHS. I don't well. know if that's actually by design or. If it's just how this particular VHS has aged. But John Chumway narrates this. Still employed by KDK. I think may have recently retired. But yeah, but he was. that was when he was cutting his teeth. lasted all the way through. But the flood of 96, um, I do remember it because um, my mom used to panic when anything would happen. Like, absolutely anything. Um, but I remember. Oh, I mistook the year. I was talking. I thought it was 92 earlier. Well, you, you said the blizzard of 92, then the flood of 96, so it's almost worth it. Almost. <laughs> it lasted for four years. Yeah, the, the blizzard of 92 lasted. Uh, and the White Walkers came. <laughs> yeah, like in winter for four years. Yeah, so, um, so when that all thawed out, we <laughs> finally <laughs> had some problems there. But the picture on the front cover, oh, actually, as I was saying, so my mom used to panic it about everything. And I was like, yeah, whatever. But when the flood happened, I was like, you know what? I think there's some basis to this because the city is completely underwater. And it sort of looked like the Day After Tomorrow poster that was like the early 2000s movie. So if you ever see the Day After Tomorrow poster where the city's flooded, heads up. Some places of Pittsburgh really looked like that. It was wild. See, I had no knowledge that this happened I think really until today. Yeah. Because <laughs> until right now. Until yeah, like right now. Because yeah. when it occurred, I was like twelve mm-hmm. and I had a Nintendo sixty four and I was like, the news. Yeah. <laughs> no, Don't think so. No thanks. Like if I'm gonna read something, it's a comic book, not the newspaper. So I'm gonna try to uh now, I don't know. I could probably find not footage from that tape because the tape is from that tape, but I bet I could find footage online and use it as commercials because that's the KDKA tape, and I'll probably, like, not allowed to take it right from the tape. I think I could just take it from the Internet more so than the tape. Yeah, I think that gets... <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, we need more people on this team <laughs> for legal reasons. <laughs> yeah, like we're we never know. I don't know the years. We certainly don't know legalities. Yeah, so uh, we'll just figure send it us out. a letter. I'll I'll put some. I'll put I'll find something from the flood and I'll put it as uh, in the commercials. That's what we'll do. But um, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. Uh, but before we go, that was our thrift haul. We had some. Uh, baseball cards, basketball cards, football cards, uh, stuff we didn't talk about today, and then also the tape of the Flood of 96. Yeah, there were even soccer cards in soccer that Soccer cards, that's right. Yeah, Alexi Lawless with a guitar. Mm-hmm. He's an asshole. But, hey, had a guitar there. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, our second week doing item origin, and we're trying to uh, hit, the, hit the nail on the head more than last week because we went zany. I think I've got it. You think you've got it? This is Thrifty Podcast. Stay tuned. What an incredible picture. A lot of water then and a lot of mud left behind. Hello, I'm John Shumway, and this, of course, is probably Pittsburgh's most recognized landmark, the tip of the Golden Triangle Point State Park, where the Allegheny and the Monongahela come together to form the mighty Ohio River. Anyone who grew up around here or knows anything about the Pittsburgh area knows that this is probably the most celebrated point of the city. We feature it on our calendars and posters, and, of course, whenever there's a nationally televised sporting event, it's highlighted. But this place is so much more than a landmark. It's a place where we like to bring our families. We come here by the thousands every summer and fill this park for concerts and celebrations, to watch the fireworks, or maybe just to sit by the fountain and watch the rivers flow by. So you can imagine everyone's dismay when this park disappeared under floodwaters the weekend of January the 20th, 1996. In fact, the water was so deep that where I'm standing now, the water would have been several feet above my head. But the flooding wasn't confined to just downtown Pittsburgh. People all along the three rivers, as well as the creeks and streams that feed into them, were affected by the flooding that weekend, the worst they had seen in a quarter of a century. And they lost a lot. But they didn't lose their spirit. And this video is dedicated to them. It's also meant as a remembrance for all of us of the flood of 96. Commonwealth Press, Pittsburgh's best screen printing at CWPress.com. We print t-shirts, CWPress.com. Welcoming us back to the world in the second act of the show. Um, We've took a Max the Dog break today. And what I appreciate about Max the Dog is every time we returned home to your house for the first five to ten minutes... He just panics and, like, wants attention big time. He, yeah, he basically, he cannot stand still. Uh, he becomes, like, a uh, a piss-filled toddler. <laughs> uh, and he's just like, ah, 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 something's going to happen, something's going to happen. And you're like, do you need to go outside? Yeah. You, and he's like, not, not if you're not out here. And there's, like, a routine to, like, calm him down, you mm-hmm. know? Like, I'm his therapy person. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when he gets like that, you have to, like, pen down and give him kisses and then give him a little nuzzle and then take him outside so he can bark at something. And he, he gets that out. He gets that out. And then, like, he comes back in and then he's still a little wound up. And then you pet him and then he'll calm That's down. Hopefully when that time is. Yeah. If you fuck up that order, though, he will turn into a gremlin. So you have to make sure you nail it. So, yeah, you let him out, and, he, rah, 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 and you're like, okay, get that out. Get your shit in. Yeah. yeah then. Get out. Have your anxiety outside. Breathe in some fresh air. Clear yeah. out your lungs. You know, Just come like, back in. Maybe you'll do a better job at this. It's the basically like the, the equivalent of like dog art, you know? Like mm-hmm. we have to do something as a creative release as humans. He doesn't have thumbs, so he just has to go outside and express himself through vocally yeah through yells and, <laughs> through music <laughs> yeah and very short vertical leaps yes uh and the reason why i asked you that because on break that's why i was like do we need to do anything do you need a drink like do we need to and that's why i was like max the dog we had to take a max the dog break today. yeah yeah we were so together so long we were running so hard on the thrift game and watching shane whoop you in hot shots that that's tough we see had to, yeah. i didn't know that that was going to be said on this again Ooh. but well, this game's not competitive, really, so... Yeah, uh, but, um, yeah, we should get straight into it. Um, our, As I mentioned, our second week trying this out, we're going to go 
item origin. Item origin. For new listeners to the show, item origin, we have one goodwill find. And between the two of us, we tried to figure out how it made itself to the thrift store. Last week, DJ Lil was on, and DJ Lil shared where DJ Lil thought that Grandpa in Glass came from, and then I talked about Pinocchio. Um, so this week, let's see where this play, where, see where this thing actually came from. I'm going to tell you what it is, and we're going to try to figure it out. So what we have in front of us, and Shane actually found this, we're looking at a award-winning seal on a Grandmother of the Year award. An actual lithograph for Grandmother of the Year. And it's in plastic. It's not exactly laminated, but it's in a plastic sheet, so nothing happens. There is no, um, there is gaps on this, so you could write somebody's name in, and there's nobody's name in no it. No grandma written on there. So Grandmother of the Year award, it says presented to blank. For the love and compassion you have demonstrated over the year. For having displayed kindness, patience, and understanding of the highest order during the good and bad times. Despite the occasional lack of recognition and unintentional forgetfulness of others, you have at all times continued faithfully to serve, cherish, and care for those you love. That second part sounded like me. It's, there's a little bit of a mean tone to that, yeah. that second line in there. Uh, therefore, for all these reasons, for many others, you are declared grandmother of the year. There's a date space and a with love space, and that's not in there filled out either. On the back, what we have on the back of the award, it has the award gallery. So these are available content from this creator and this was a, a greeting, a gallery greetings from Bristol, PA. And Bristol, PA's gallery greetings also have, we all live for lives, little wards. So this is A, family titles, father year, mother year, grandmother year, greatest grandpa, special son, favorite aunt, perfect parents. Ne- neither of these, none of these are relatable to me at all. I'll be totally honest. I did not see the back of that before I hypothesized. (laughs) Um, So the general titles on the back, you could also get awards from uh, Gallery Greetings. Certificate of Merit, Marvelous Marriage, Ex-Smoker Award, Super Salesperson, Certificate of Appreciation, Happy Birthday Guarantee. That's not cool. I thought you were going to say happy birthday, Gary. (laughs) Happy birthday, Gary award. It was starting to get very specific where it was like you quit smoking. You're a great salesman. Yeah. Happy birthday, Gary. Best bowler, nicest nurse, super student, boss of the year, outstanding employee. There is a special friends segment where it says greatest lover great mate so like greatest lover and great mate so you're one and two of the year there's a very large divide between the greatness of those two things special someone super nice person (laughs) that's insulting yeah special someone super nice person (laughs) whoever you friend zoned you have no other defining qualities other than you're a person okay so there's a humorous there's a humorous awards too oh biggest asshole uh, BS, sir. Uh, temporary marriage award. Award? Oh, like is like a, I don't know. I wait, don't know. It, it, does it say like it, just temporary a, a marriage award? Yes, under humorous for the award gallery from Gallery Greetings. This is temporary marriage, temporary divorce. Oh, yeah. Gambler? That's not a good joke to give somebody, or I mean, if you want to do it for real, it's gonna happen. Unbirthday award. Unbirthday award. Is that when you die? I, maybe your death day. Over the hill, computer crazy, drinker's degree, gambler, pedigree, pet degree, and last humorous award is sex maniac. <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, <laughs> sex maniac. You save award. the best for last, obviously, on that list. Mm-hmm. That changes a little bit where I thought so, this. So, 
right had come from because initially I thought it was yeah. like a uh, like a secret Santa purchase. Okay, uh, you know, like a child had gotten it, and that's why it wasn't filled out because a little kid would not know grandma's name. So that could be its origin because. Are you saying maybe the kid member those like at grade school when you would buy stuff for your like parents or your grandparents like those little tchotchkes and bric a brac? Yeah, I think I'm still gonna stick with that, but I yeah. think this company like in the package maybe slipped in their sex maniac sales <laughs> advertisement, and I don't know, you know, and it's obviously it's in, tagged like, it's along. It's in plastic, yeah, yeah. So I think it just was in the packaging with it. I yeah. think it was kind of set like this yeah so i think it was like a a small child who had gotten it as you know the secret santa uh-huh a little little girl who's young enough that she can't yet write her name which is why not even that is filled out and the parents think oh. it's cute that they there's not even an attempt on it you know so the little girl didn't fill it out because she can't do it but as a like as from the little girl this is her grandmother's gift yeah, and I'm going to say it's from a little girl rather than a little boy mm-hmm. because a little boy in a Secret Santa workshop will get his grandma some wildly dumb <laughs> shit that is not at all sentimental and be like, I got you a slinky. Yeah, I got uh, you a pen. Yeah, and this is like of the year. And Yeah. Uh, my daughter got me a beautiful fish pen from the Santa workshop. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I yeah. used to get my mom pens. Yeah, you, some uh, fabulous pens. But this was obviously love and care. Yeah. Uh, which is why I think it's a feminine concern rather than a masculine for the little boy mm-hmm. who only wants pens and slinkies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think, yeah, she's young enough. She can't yet write her age. The parents are like, oh, it's cute, you know. Like, we'll just let her give it to Grandma. Yeah. And Grandma is now dead um, but has held on to it all these years sentimentally on it, I don't, without any signatures, mm-hmm. uh, no name attachment to it, and still backed by the sex maniac ad. <laughs> um, Do you think Grandma – uh, was like, oh, and then she flipped it over, and she's just like, a sex maniac. No, I think it was one of those cool families yeah. who understood it and then made it like a joke into yeah. the family, and that's why the backing is still with it still after with all it. these years Yeah, because it was reminiscent of that. Uh, remember when she came home and she opened that present for Grandma, and she's like, what's a sex maniac <laughs> award? <laughs> that's a, a story a parent will tell. Until grandma's dead and gone. And then you donate, and then it got there because after grandma passed, they were like, okay. Grandma, she was grandma of the year her whole life after that award. Yeah. Always had the sex maniac story to live on. Mm-hmm. You don't need the actual document clogging up the house. See, I I like your item origin. I like that item origin. I should get the BSer award. You should get the BSer award. And I should get... The <laughs> computer crazy award because <laughs> my, my roller coaster tycoon, roller coaster tycoon boss, me. No, um, so my item origin for grandmother of the year, what I think this was, I think it it's similar to what you had uh thought of and saying, like, well, uh, maybe it was like a Santa workshop for a kid. What my thing was is I think that mom and dad were like, there was a little kid, you know, genderless for story purposes that don't matter. There was a little kid, and they were like, well, what could, like, the little kid get grandma for, like, a Christmas? So very similar to yours. And I think then, like, your Western PA dad went out and was like, what could we get for my mother-in-law from my kid? And then there was a book that uh, that Dad had purchased from Gallery Greetings. Already a big leap thinking that Western PA dads buy and read books. <laughs> well, what I mean by that is he he went. He's like, well, he was flipping through this at the, he was flipping through this book at the card store at Gallery Greetings. And there was just a bunch of options. So he was like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm just – there's a, f- a bunch of goofy, funny ones that I could use for some other time. But I'm going to present Grandmother of the Year for my son or daughter to give to my mother-in-law. So brought it home, brought the book home, 
and then the book itself was in this plastic and then dad tore out the grandmother of the year and then put it back in the plastic and so the reason why it's not filled out is because when he was like honey this is going to be from the kid to your mother she was like brother no you had to do better than that when i said go get a gift i meant like chocolate pretzels maybe a card like something we're not going to do this stupid grandmother of the year thing and then she put it, you know, those houses where the papers are kept, like that paper drawer. Yeah, you have the, the drawer of, I mean, it has your birth certificate and your social security That's card in it too. But it has 900 other things and then the important stuff in it too. Yeah, so I think they put it in the paper drawer or the paper cabinet and it never went to grandma. And then after a while, like every five years, you know how people clean out that paper cabinet? I think that was the paper cabinet clean out. And then they were like, okay, donate this because it was never filled out. And I think that was its item origin and how it got to the Goodwill outlet. Oh, that's good. I like that it never even got to grandma. No. I put a dead person in my story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're in the, the, your story, your origin, the grandma accepted it as a family fun thing. Yeah, just a, I went the happy family memory and you went the negging your father husband <laughs> negging your husband yeah. negging you your father nothing of my family i can't believe we've stayed together this long trevor i can't believe we stayed together this long brother because it's over a hundred episodes yeah this is the commemoration of a hundred episodes so the next one is 101 we will never number them uh, yeah, because nobody's going to jump on if you number over 100. If I see a podcast that has over 100 episodes, it better be damn good to start here. I fucking, and we're not. I fucking <laughs> love Marvel movies, but occasionally you got to skip a, you know, you got to skip a Yeah, game. yeah. Unless, like, we had some big flex mes- muscles that were like, yeah, you could start at episode 101, and we do not. Um, so start anywhere you would like. But for sure, if everybody has been listening, you know, if this is your first episode, is this, if it's if this is your fifth, if this is your 50th, or you listen to all 101. and you Thank ap- you, Will. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, oh, we appreciate it. And um, if you could share it with your friends, that could be a great help. In 2019, we were fortunate enough to get the best uh, podcast in Pittsburgh award. And if 2020, which has already started, um, we're going to have to kill it. For it to be around in 221. <laughs> we are really going to... Uh, we have to kill it if it's going to make it to 2021. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can't physically put our balls out there, but I mean, like, if you metaphorically. Have, if you have any balls left, if you have, <laughs> please share it with your friends. The worst phrase ever. But uh, yeah, uh, come along if you want to do big things. Let us know. Yeah, yeah. And thank you to everybody who has stuck by our side and has listened for as long as you did. You're the reason why uh, we got as far as we have. So please share it. Give us five stars on itunes and also gotta give it up for our our friend steve barris bluffs.bandcamp.com alternate reality the theme to our show for many reasons steve i have seen at at barris wheel on instagram is putting together a new compilation and uh, uh, steve is doing system of a down toxicity the album in different bands each track <laughs> That's going to be amazing. Uh, I don't know if anybody has had the fortunate pleasure to see Steve perform, uh, but it is it's incredible. Chill. It's chill. Bluffs.bandcamp.com. Uh, they do great work. Also, our friends over at Commonwealth Press, uh, cwpress.com. Right now, if you order 50 shirts, you get 12 for free by using promo code THRIFTY or THRIFTY PODCAST. So if you're looking to buy shirts... We know a place. Uh, just use uh, Thrifty or Thrifty Podcast promo code at cwpress.com, Commonwealth Press. So that's it for with all the stuff afterwards. So as we uh, set everything, uh, so this is episode one of the new, uh, if we're going by hundreds, and if we are numbering, this is the new number one. <laughs> yeah, this is the new continuation. This is the new century of thrifty of podcasts so thanks for everybody uh stopping by to download this episode and um so we had our grandmother of the year 
Uh, mine uh, had some uh, nagging father issues. Yours had a, a dead person in it, but I still think it was closer than what uh, Lil and I did last week on the show. <laughs> yeah, and with that, now you've got to find somebody. This has to go to a grandma. It can't live its life incomplete. I don't have any grandmas either. Uh, I don't have any grandmas either. I got a grandma. Um, Interesting. Yeah, she's a good grandma. I don't know if she listens to the show. I Maybe not grandma of the year. believe I met your grandmother. Did I not meet your grandmother? Uh, yeah, because you were at my dad's funeral. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to, like, you yeah. know, be intrusive, but yeah. I believe I met your yeah, grandmother. Yeah, you did. She's a very sweet little old lady. Yeah, she's a lovely person. Grandmother of the year, for sure, but I'm not going to give her that shitty present. <laughs> You're going to put it in your own paper drawer. I will. I, I don't even have a paper drawer. I have a computer. I'm a normal human being. Get roached. <laughs>